What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition. Ladies and like to watch, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, everything's kind of getting going here uh, as I'm recording this. Again, we're, we're just getting to past halfway of like the 7.30 p.m. Eastern time games. Uh, not a lot to report. Had a very, very small limited card there. Obviously, Scotty Barnes not off to a great start. Six points here, four minutes left in the second quarter there. Um, that game started half an hour later there, but we'll see how it ends up panning out at the end of night. Had a very small card. Had three player props and then outright, and that was the entire... I, I don't even know what... To believe on that five gamer it was the weirdest slate that i've ever tried to break down with the injury news we don't even know if joel Embiid's gonna play here and that game starts in less than an hour but such is life such is life my friends uh yeah that mgm we'll talk about them later we've got 10 games a lot more plays here uh coming down the pipeline here in this spot gotta throw it out there right from the get-go i don't force locks here on this program a lock again basically talking about a confidence rating where it's a lean like lock lean that's something that i'm thinking about betting haven't fired it up yet a like Usually around a half unit play can be up to a unit depending on the scaling, depending on what the price is. Again, everything is calculated there over on the OS rating over at Odd Shopper. And then a lock. Those are my favorite plays of the board, period. End of story. There's going to be a lock that shows up, but I guarantee you, well, it's not right now because I don't see it on the board. I don't see anything that I want to fire up too hard here the night before that you need to be early to. We're waiting on tons of injury news. We have crazy amounts of injury news here leading into what two weeks until the nba all-star break so got a little bit of time there but i will have a lock posted i guarantee you i will find a one unit play here at some point in time so follow me on x at eric lindquist eric that's me e-r-i-c c for correct you know is what it is there but eric lindquist go follow me over there friends uh fire it up and i will give you a liddy's locks update i will have a lock available for you tomorrow especially if you ask me i promise you there will be something that I find a unit worthy. Uh, but anyway, as of right now, the night before, don't see it on the board. Not going to force it. Not going to force bad bets into your life. So I'll talk about the bets that I do have that I think are good, uh, but don't warrant jamming. And producer Jacob, hello. Let's party, shall we? Your Celtics look awfully good. 80-something in the first half. That was fun. I watched that game. Tyrese Halliburton rocking the Brock Purdy jersey. Iowa State people unite. Let's go. That's me. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. We begin our boarding walk in probably the most boring spot I could possibly talk about. Thank God it's first. Chicago taking on Charlotte. No line. Why is there no line? Well, because Chicago is playing basketball right now. Currently, just about halftime here. 59-46 there. 2.30 left in the second quarter. So we're going to be sitting waiting, wishing that we had that news so that we could get a line here before we're done recording. Otherwise, I'm going to be up here till forever. Again, some of those lines didn't drop till early morning. The Philadelphia one freaked me the F out. Just scared the living hell out of me. It was a wild situation there. Joel and B. We still don't know if he's going to play. Just, you know. 45, 50 minutes before recording. Still don't know. But anyway, Charlotte on the other side of this one. Brandon Miller's been playing really, really good. Ended up uh, as a run back in a couple of cards for the people in the Pick'em department. Uh, talked about that with uh, some of the Knicks value that was existing there at certain Pick'em sites. But in the sportsbook world here, as I look at Charlotte, got to tell you, not my most favoritist place that I've ever seen here. Miles Bridges been playing around 40 minutes. Doubt he's going to be a Charlotte Hornet for much longer. Continues to just audition and audition. Fresh out the kitchen. We're not going to sing that one, though. He is a bad person, too. Uh, anywho, what do I have from this one? Absolutely nothing. Chicago money line, lean 
they're going to be favored here in this spot, though. I'm assuming they're going to be favored by a, a decent margin. But, I mean, I I have nothing. I'm looking at the I, – maybe somebody from Chicago sits on the back-to-back -back and you get torched by it if this line comes out earlier than I think it is. But there's no way we're going to put our hard-earned money on Charlotte that are just – no thank you for this entire game. Thank you to this game, though. Detroit taking on Cleveland, and we got Evan Mobley back in the fray. Not the band. Not the band. Everyone knows I'm in over my head. How to save a life. Those are the fray. He's back in this fray, which is playing basketball, but that's not the only guy that comes back to Cleveland. Darius Garland's questionable with that jaw injury. I'm assuming he plays basketball here in this spot, which kind of throws some questions what is Donovan Mitchell's points prop going to open at? Because Darius Garland, if he plays 30 minutes right out the gate, which I think is live, but it's a jaw problem, it's not a lower body injury, I think we could be looking at more minutes than you think from Darius Garland. Very curious where the books drop that prop. But overall, because you get Evan Mobley, we're going to see 24-ish minutes for him here, 26-ish minutes in the early going as he's working himself back from injury. And Kate Cunningham on the other side, he gets back into the mix 228 is a pretty hefty total here for Cleveland in its current iteration, if you ask me. And then just Detroit with their incompetence from time to time. We love Lord Bojan. Forever may he reign. But we're still talking about a team with a 111.1 adjusted offensive rating, 26th in the association. So as it stands right now, friends, under 228 and a half, I like it. But keep in mind, we're going to be looking at some of those points props here specifically on maybe taking an under on a Donovan Mitchell, maybe taking an over if the books under project Darius Garland at the open. Next up, holy crap, uh, the Clippers. Massive favorites against Washington, as they should be, as they should be. Main thing here, you still have Zubats. He's going to be out for the next month, month and a half still, it would appear. And on the Washington side, you have no injury news. So we have no injury news waiting in the in the mix whatsoever. None. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Squad. Douche. Emphasis on the douche. But anyway, Washington, they're terrible. Horrible. No good. Very bad at basketball. And yet I do find one thing appealing to target here, mainly because of the pace. All about that pace. No trouble. First in the association right now, even above that of Indiana, which is insane. Obviously, Halliburton came back today. I expect those pace numbers to get back to right where they were before, considering the 80-plus we just saw. It's like 81-66 at half of that Boston Indy game. But still, as it stands right now, Washington is technically number one as of recording this in the entire association in terms of pace. Oh, and they're terrible at defense. Second worst in adjusted defensive rating. Oh, and then you have Paul George at 20 and a half points, which is low, 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 low. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Paul George, enough usage here in this spot. They should be able to get whatever they want, but this is one of those that's kind of accounting for the blowout because otherwise you're just looking at Paul George's numbers at a baseline. He averages 23 a game. They are the largest pace-up spot you could possibly imagine, and obviously not that entire sample size had James Harden along for the ride. But Paul George is still your number two. His name, number two. So Paul George, over 20 and a half points. I like it. I don't love it. I don't want more of it. I want a half unit of it. I also want you guys to check out all the great OS premium tools we have there. Again, that is Odd Shopper for all of you, OS for short. Discord Insider Access, that's where you can get my premium betting card every single Sunday through Friday. Saturdays, they're not for the boys, they're for my wife and dog. But anyway, $14.95 weekly friends, $49.95 monthly, but it gets better. Not just the OS premium tools, not just the Discord, but you can get a 20% discount using promo code... <gasps> L-I-N-D-Y, 20% off using that promo code for the Expert Picks Discord Premium Tools. Check it all out. That's $12. $12 for a week just to see what we have to offer. 
Guarantee you'll like it. Guarantee you'll love it. Come hang out. It'll be so great. We would really like to have you guys as my date in the Discord. The fuck was that, Eric? Anyway, back to the picks we go. Sometimes my brain, I tell you. Anyway, Sacramento taking on Miami. Sometimes Miami. What in the world just happened here? Seven straight. The largest losing streak in a 16-year Eric Spolster's tenure. Did I say that correctly? There you go. Seven in a row they have now lost. Hasn't been so good in the Terry Rozier stages here, but you also have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. One, everybody came back in at once. You're starting to figure out rotations. Two, they played Phoenix, the Knicks, Boston, Minnesota. Those are some real teams. Now they did play Memphis and Charlotte. They beat Charlotte there before. Yeah. Just saying, they played some definite basketball teams here of late. Uh, Terry Rozier, friends, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. I think. I hope. We'll talk about him here in a second. But looking at the Sacramento side, they've kind of been going back and forth. Not sure what to make of it. But Harrison Barnes playing massive minutes. And I couldn't believe that my... I'm not going to play a Harrison Barnes points prop. I'm sorry. 14 and a half here against Miami. I couldn't believe that that was something that my thing actually showed up with a little green dot, which usually means like play. But uh, in this event, friends, we're just we're just not going to do that against Miami. They're still going to play down in pace regardless of adding Rozier. Third slowest team in the NBA, 97.1 possessions per 48 minutes. They're still figuring out how these rotations need to look. And then, how you basically run your half-court offense. Because Bam Adebayo, really functional without Jimmy Butler, but hasn't necessarily had the same congruence here of late. Now, we've seen them come playoff time, be just fine. Jaime Jaquez, you would like him playing more than the 24, 25 minutes we've seen here of late. Because he's one of those guys who is playing low 30s minutes and looking really, really good. But now you got to figure out how to add him to the mix. You have to figure out how to get minutes for Caleb Martin. Lots of guys that aren't just Hero, Rozier, Butler, and Bam Adebayo that you still need to carve out time for. Oh, and Haywood Hi Highsmith continuing to start here. But more of like a spot start. The usage will never really be there. But as far as offensive sets here, I think Miami Spolstra, if there's one coach I trust to right the ship, it's generally him because they're always terrible in adjusted net rating. They always outperform expectations come the end of the season. But suppose this isn't the end of the season. But still, Terry Rozier is somebody that they've got to get integrated into this system in different ways. And he just had his best offensive performance in a heat uniform last time out against the Phoenix Suns. It was still a loss. But anyway, what was nice is that he was out there. Playing all right, four for six from three, eight for 14 from the field. I also expect them to try to get him going here. Jimmy Butler, he's taken a backseat to Bam at times, to Tyler Hero at times. He's more than happy to be that clue guy and just the heat culture, the, the heat culture. But from a data perspective, I know the pace is not going to be where it was in Charlotte for Terry Rozier. And I mean, Charlotte's pace is down this season, if we're going to be honest. But Still, 22, 4, 6.5 on the season. Those aren't going to be the numbers you expect going forward, but I surely expect better than 24.5 PRA that is sitting at this number going up against Sacramento, where, yes, the pace hasn't been where we want it for them either, but still 11th, 99.8, so it's still technically a pace up spot, and adjusted defensive rating sitting around 20th in the NBA. This is targetable. Harry Rozier, over 24.5 PRA. I like it. Moving on. These damn Pelicans, man. They are the biggest headaches. They are the biggest freaking headaches. Of course, they played a competitive spot in Boston. That was interesting to watch, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Boston people didn't get the cover there for what it's worth. I definitely thought about betting that and I didn't, but it is what it is. We've got the Pelicans minus two and a half taking on Houston here in this spot. And no doubt about it, Alperen Shingun has been one of the most improved players in his second year under the tutelage of Ime Udoka. Did you guys see the little side-by-side of him and Darvin Ham, different coaching styles in the middle of a game? It is so accurate, it's painful. Like Darvin Ham sometimes just looks like he's in over his head, over his head. Now, we're not going to go back to more fray jokes for my mid-2000s babies who watched like Lost. And what was that? You found me. No, you we're not going to find anything here. But they found a good one here in Alperin Shangun. Been talking about him since like the very, very beginning of his rookie season where I'm like, oh, he's nice. And they wanted to play absolute nobodies instead of him because they just didn't want him to didn't want the league to see how good he was or something. I, I don't understand. But anyway, 40 minutes against the Lakers absolutely owned, owned Anthony Davis, which is a very difficult thing to do. No doubt about it. But let's go over to the other side of this one. Talk Pelicans. I've brought it up multiple, multiple times. They never play these competitive spots. This is now only twice in the entire 2024, not season, but 2024. We're talking 13 games that they've now played in January, 14, actually. Uh, two of them decided by single digits, period. End of story. That's the margin of victory for either the winner or loser from the Pelicans games. That is a wild statistic. This one is projected close yet again, yet I'm still... I'm a little gun-shy here with C.J. McCollum. It feels like such a streaky team. They shoot so many threes, trying to really up the variance with Trey Murphy. Obviously, Zion Williamson, he's going to keep doing Zion things. Had some really sick dunks lately for what it's worth. But, oh, yeah, you can't really make money on those. Let's make money on Houston. Plus two and a half. This is what I'm getting at. Ime Udoka, one of the best coaches here so far this season. He's also got Houston. They've got a plus 0.4 adjusted net rating. That is sitting there at 15th. Now, the Pelicans... The Pelicans, I would expect them to start making runs sooner rather than later, considering they're sitting at ninth, but it is a road game. It is Houston playing to their strength. I still think there's room for Fred Van Vliet within this offense to figure out some room for it. And Jalen Green, boy, is he figuring it out. 41 minutes, 34, 12, and 7 against the Lakers last time out. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you have D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves starting on a floor. Anywho, that's all I got for you right now. Should we just... Move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk BetMGM, shall we? Friends, BetMGM, this is such an amazing deal. It really speaks for itself. All you do is go to the link below or use the QR code directly in front of you there. You deposit $10 or more at BetMGM. You bet $5 on anything and you get $158 in bonus bets instantly. That is three bonus bets, a 50, a 50, and a $58 bonus bet given to you just for trying out BetMGM. It's really as simple as that. There are no other hooks, nothing else you got to do. $10 or more deposit, bet five, get $158 in those three bonus bets. Seems like a pretty great deal, huh? It's because it is a great deal. You want exposure to all these books, so sign up. If you haven't signed up at BetMGM yet, what a great opportunity to get a lot for very, very little. Only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. We have now reached the injury portion of the program, starting here, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and people are ducking my Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a thing that we're starting to see routinely. Eric, why is that plus 13 and a half? Well, let me tell you, there will be no Luka Doncic. There will be no Kyrie Irving. 
it would be surprising to me. It wouldn't surprise me that they sat a bunch of other dudes here in this spot because, well, Derek Lively also going to be out. They're going to start some combination of like Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Grant Williams, Dwight Powell. I would expect that to be the five. Maxi Kalibo probably plays an increased rotation. Olivier Maxine's Prosper, which sounds like a dude during the gold rush. Olivier Maxine's Prosper, we shall take him to San Francisco. He shall go by the bay. He just may. What do you say? That wasn't even funny. I apologize. Now I understand what the comment section is so mean. But anyway, we continue on our merry way, friends. Uh, Minnesota on the other side. <laughs> They're not going to duck anybody here, I would expect. We do have Mike Conley questionable yet again. He's gone from being really, really sick to now having left, left hamstring soreness. So uh, a valid reason to just maybe sit him here considering your 13 and a half point favorites. But like, whether he's there or not, Ant, Cat, Gobert. Jaden McDaniels defensively. Nas, nasty Nas off the bench. Even Naw, 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 Naw. Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kyle Anderson bringing the goods there off the bench or Nikhil Alexander-Walker in the starting unit if there's no Mike Conley. Just saying, friends, double-digit spreads, not normally my bag, baby. Bye, Austin Powers. But Minnesota minus 13 and a half. I will make an exception to the rule. The rule is generally, hey, these are hard to go out and project. Don't really care. Range of outcomes, I've got closer to 15 and a half. That's enough cushion to go on the card. Half unit, Minnesota. This this line might move. This, this could close at 15, 15 and a half. Also, don't be surprised if Tim Hardaway Jr. just gets ruled out out of the middle of the ether. Yeah, now we've reached another injury spot that is not really an injury spot. No, it's the next game. Sorry, we're on Orlando. We're on San Antonio. Oh, why do I not care? Oh, because maybe it's an impossible spot here to really go and try to find anything in the prop market at the moment. Victor Webinyama. Remember when we were able to get him at minus 125 as a lock the other day and then over nine and a half rebounds? Routinely north of minus 350, minus 400 of the double-double department here now. Probably is again here against Orlando, even though Orlando... We know defensively, fourth in adjusted defensive rating. This is going to be an ugly game where they pace it down. San Antonio will try to pace it up. They are fourth there in the association. We're going to enjoy watching Bancaro and Wembenyama, two of the brightest young players who could both be top five players in the NBA in three to four years for the next 10 years. I mean, they're both it. Like, Bancaro has size, maneuverability, guard skills, 6'10", incredible. But when Binyama has that, it's like seven and four, seven and five. <laughs> uh, but he's skinny as hell. So there's that. Anyway, Orlando, awesome against the spread, 30 and 17. Not going to be looking in that department here. Actually, the only thing I'm actually paying attention to is the under here. I do think Orlando defensively, now that they're starting to get certain pieces back into the mix, Markel Fultz off the injury report they sat him on the back-to-back -back. Jonathan Isaac he's off the injury report which is good considering he didn't show up in the second half of that back-to-back -back game after starting out of the middle of nowhere if you ask me but Kelton Johnson questionable Zach Collins questionable Kelton Johnson sits I mean they're gonna have to play minutes to Chetty to Doug McDermott these are not guys that you necessarily want out there against a good defensive squad Doug McDermott needs people creating for him and I really it's like office space when you go to like Chetty Os. What is it that you would say you do here? I would take the under of 228 and a half, but I don't have to because I don't have to bet this game. Nobody is making you, but it's the current best play I have from it. So just there you go if you want it, but I'm not betting it. So enjoy. I'm also not entirely sure what to do here. Let me break it down for you. Nikola Jokic for Denver. 
pretty important. Questionable. Let's go to the OKC side. SGA, questionable. Kind of important. That would be enough for me, but it gets worse for OKC. Lou Dort, questionable, and Chad Holmgren, questionable as well. This feels like the prime. If Jokic sits, we'll try to win this one without SGA and give him a day of maintenance. Mainly because, well, he's sick. I mean, why push it? Just stay home. Stay home from work and we'll watch Jamal Murray go after Josh Gideon. That'll be a fun time. Both of them have some weird backstories, that's for sure. Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Jamal Murray, you know what I'm talking about with Gideon, but the, the, the Jamal Murray one, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Anywho, we've got Denver, we've got OKC, and I have no clue how this injury news is going to work out. I have no idea when this game is actually going to show up with an actual line. So, like, what do you want me to do here besides say lean? Oh, we have a line. I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this. There's a line, Denver plus one. Let me let me run something quick here. Two seconds. Nope. Yeah, this sucks. This is terrible. Too much injury news. And we go to the next game. Phoenix and Brooklyn taking off for this one. And shout out to Ben Simmons, who almost triple-doubled in like 16 minutes the other night. I kind of facetiously was talking about it, but I will say... Isaiah Soros in the premium discord there. My guy fired up eight and a half rebounds plus assists there for Ben Simmons and looked like a damn genius considering, well, he got there entirely in the assist department, I do believe. It was incredible stuff to witness. Ben Simmons, 18 minutes it was, 10, 8, and 11. Wild to see a double-double, nearly triple-double there out of him in 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Anyway, Phoenix on the other side, they righted the ship a little bit there, not from scoring the basketball incessantly like Devin Booker had been doing, which didn't win them any games, but Miami, 118-105, 41 minutes, 42 minutes from Durant, 39 from Beal, wild minutes allotment for these guys, but they need to start piecing together wins. They had gone on in a really nice run here in January. They're going to push these guys a little bit before the All-Star break, so I feel pretty good about their minutes here. Pay close attention. Grayson Allen did get dinged up last game. He's listed as questionable with that ankle injury. Probably not going to be factoring this one too much into it, mainly because Booker, Grayson Allen will sit in the corner and knock down threes. Like that is part of what he's, and try really hard on defense and don't trip anybody anymore. But I will say 29 and a half points here. Devin Booker, it's scary, but Brooklyn brings a lot defensively to the table, specifically with wings, specifically guys who can switch in some of those matchups and still make life a little bit difficult on you. Now, Cam Thomas, he's playing big minutes. You got to find ways to hide him against a Booker and a Beal, but something tells me he might be out on the corner just hanging out with Beal the entire time watching Booker dribble against the likes of Mikal Bridges and Cameron Johnson and Ben Simmons, who can definitely still play a little bit of defense in his life. So, We'll say this is an interesting one, but Devin Booker under 29 and a half points is my first, my, it was the first bet that I made of the entire day. It's a wild one, but it's a half unit play. Don't think too much of it. If somebody gets ruled out from Phoenix, I apologize ahead of time because he's probably going to go for 45 and Phoenix will probably lose then. And it is what it is. And last game of the night, we got the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Portland Trail Blazers here. Nine and a half point favorites and the debut for one, uh, Doc Rivers wasn't exactly what they were looking for there up against Denver. Now, it is Denver. It's the reigning champs. It's Jokic, and they got off to a good start. We're happy with our guy, Brooke Lopez, aren't we? Uh -huh. First half cover for the people in the lock department. That felt good. That felt good. 
but doesn't feel good here. Some of the massive minutes we're seeing for the Portland pieces, mainly just to show them off, try to have any buyer come knocking on the door for a Malcolm Brogdon here, playing him big minutes, playing Anthony Simons, who's not going to get moved, big minutes. Jeremy Grant could get moved at any point, big minutes. Aiton, big minutes. Lots of these guys are playing tons, which obviously, if you're not playing more, Tamani Kamara, Duop, Reef, these dudes that we've been talking about incessantly for the last month and a half before Portland got healthier, well... Then we'd have a different conversation. Scoot Henderson also hasn't been the worst player in the NBA for the last month, which is a big improvement. He's looked much, much better. Shout out to him for not. I mean, it couldn't have been worse. That's for sure. But I will say, game time. Will it show up here with Rivers at the helm? I don't know. It kind of comes down to what offensively they're trying to do. Gotta say, it can't be four three-point attempts for Dame. Two for four against Denver in 35 minutes. Just five for 13 from the field. Weird rotations, weird stuff from Milwaukee. Might take them a little bit of adjusting to get together here, but I still think nine and a half is an, a, a number that I can get behind. I'm very curious. This is one where you could go lean like. You could also make this the larger play in your portfolio. Again, I like the Devin Booker under 29 and a half points personally, but I'm looking here at the board today. It is so hard to find a favorite play of sorts. I'm not going to force a lock just for the sake of forcing a lock, but I will put a good, decent play here on a nine and a half because Milwaukee, left to their own devices, if this game is remotely competitive, which again, it's not expected to be, Giannis intended Kumpo can just take over in any specific one of these spots. He did it a little bit against Denver, obviously more difficult against a very functional Western Conference team there, but Portland is still not a functional team. So barring Anthony Simons and Malcolm Brogdon making everything here, I don't see this game being that competitive. Have it closer to 11 and a half. Again, very eerily similar to that Minnesota spot. So two large spreads, not generally what you see from me. You generally see me backing dogs in these kind of spots, but 18, 28 and one against the spread Milwaukee. It can only get better. I think it starts here with a double digit win. Milwaukee minus nine and a half on the card. I like it. Let's get the heck up out of here. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board for Wednesday. I'm obviously going to have a lot of updating to do. I'm doing a golf show on Wednesday morning, have a meeting in the afternoon. But I will be around. I will be doing a Lindy's Locks update. Uh, hand of God, put it on the board. I will make sure that I get that done, uh, either in written form or video form. But more than likely going to be just making sure I get you the lock that you deserve here. So if you follow me on X at Eric Lindquist, or if you know somebody who follows me, ask them because I will definitely have it posted there before the start time of the games. We'll find something really, really good out there, but don't want to force a, a confident player, say that I'm confident in something that I'm not, but found enough plays out there that I think you're, you'll still be happy. Wet your appetite in the meantime. I'll be hanging out there in the premium Discord. Of course, $12 for your first week using promo code Lindy. You sign up for Odd Shopper and jump in that premium Discord. Thank you, producer Jacob, per usual. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets there on Wednesday.